Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to the Buker and Friends podcast. Here is your host. Let's send it over to Rick Buker. Rick Buker. Welcome to another coronavirus episode of Buker Friendless, subsidiary of Buker and Friends and part of the United Wecast Network. I'm Rick Buker. You can see me on FS1, you can hear me on Fox Sports Radio, and you can read me on Bleacher Report. You can also follow me on both Twitter and Instagram, at Rick Buecher. I'm a lot of places. But there's only one place you can hear just me talking about what I exclusively feel are the most important or interesting topics in the sports world, primarily, but not exclusively, involving the NBA. And that is here. All right, so apologies are in order. It has been a minute, more than a minute. It's probably been about almost three weeks, no, more than three weeks since I put out a podcast. I don't believe in excuses, so these are going to sound like excuses, but they're actually, it's, they're a rationale. Uh, number one, whether you're aware of it or not, uh, one of the primary shows that I'm on with FS1 is Speak for Yourself. We've had a change in hosts. Emmanuel Acho has stepped in for Jason Whitlock, who's gone on to uh, work with Clay Travis at Outkick Your Coverage. Uh, and so, as a result, I have been on uh, FS1 and Speak for Yourself on a daily basis. If you haven't checked out the show, please do. I loved working with Jason. Acho has brought a completely different vibe, though, to the show, and it's been a lot of fun. The chemistry has come together really quickly. It's a, it's a really different feel to the show. We have a lot of fun. And please check it out. Uh, Noon to one Pacific time, three to four Eastern. And this not being at the heart of the season just yet, I'm generally in the last 15 minutes of the show. All that could change, so you need to watch the entire hour. So I've been doing that on a daily basis, and that takes some prep work, time, etc. Also, uh, I'm writing a memoir with Brian Grant, the former Blazers Kings Heat player primarily has young onset Parkinson's and so I've got a deadline of mid-August on that and that is taking up a lot of time and then Bleacher Report has been asking me to do a lot of pieces we got uh, 30 teams in 30 days I'm a big part of that got a couple of other things that I'm that I'm writing for them so as a result this has been put on the back burner and the reason we're coming back is one because I feel guilty and two, because we have a new sponsor. 
Longtime listeners to the show will note that there are some ads that are inserted by the platform, Acast. I don't have any control over those. Uh, a lot of times I don't know exactly what's going in. I have a certain certain amount of, or they have a certain amount of latitude, but for the most part, it's not as if I'm vetting uh, those ads. I, I know generally what they're about, so I'm good with that. The ones that you hear me read are ones that I am doing only because I wholeheartedly believe in the product. And that's the case with this sponsor, Mizzen and Maine. It's a shirt, blazer, uh, men's apparel company, and it's uh, basically dry fit. So imagine the, the, the clothes that you wear athletically these days, uh, fine men's shirts, blazers, etc., pants made out of that material. It's as comfortable as it sounds. And the thing that I love about Miz and Main is you can't tell. It's really classy. Uh, there's a problem going to the dry cleaners with the pandemic. You don't have to dry clean these. Uh, they don't wrinkle. You can wash them, you hang them, and they're ready to go. Especially summertime now, hot, sticky. You don't want sweat stains to show. Even somebody who doesn't necessarily sweat, you may have that problem. You don't have a problem with these. I also, um, their blazer, they make a blazer, a Navy blazer. I got to tell you, uh, done TV for a long time. For a while I had custom suits made because I just wanted everything to fit, uh, and fit well. This blazer right off the rack, sent it to me, fits like a T. I love it. It may be, honestly, might be the best thing in my wardrobe right now. Uh, the sizes for Mizzen and Maine run a little bit small. I'll tell you that. Uh, I haven't worn a medium. I can't tell you the last time I did. I generally wear a large. I wear a medium in their shirts and they fit perfectly. A lot of that has to do because of the fabric and the way it stretches. Still very comfortable. Same with the blazer. It's a size down. I'm wearing a 40 with them. Generally wear a 41. But please check them out. Mizzenandmain.com. Let them know that I, Rick Buecher, sent you or Buecher and Friends and maybe they'll do something special for you. All right, so one of the other reasons I wanted to have another podcast, and particularly a friendless one, is because we are having all of these demonstrations uh, in sports about a new racial awareness and a lot of reparation, a lot of talk about reparation, and everything that's happening now seems to be lo uh, looked at through that lens. Uh, the Washington NFL team changing its name. The MLB Cleveland team changing its name. And I guess I've used them before. So Washington Redskins, finally, looks like that's going to change. It may change in the next month. Cleveland Indians now looking at the same thing, looking to change. And, uh, and I look at these things. The NFL uh, playing the Black National Anthem before, I think, the first game of every team uh, next season, assuming we're going to have one. The NBA allowing players to put uh, statements on their backs and putting Black Lives Matter on the court when they come back to play in Orlando. And I see some people taking a lot of confidence that we have a new awareness and that things are changing and that 
there's going to be a better balance of equality. And I um, am reluctant to move that fast because, and this is in part, I've been around for a while. So I've seen protests. I've seen changes made symbolically. And I've seen the same old, same old. And I fear that we are going to get full of ourselves and think, for those of us who believe that change is necessary, those who don't, those who feel like this is an overreaction to change team names, etc. There's, I, I think it, there's, there's, a, there's still a, a healthy group out there that feels that way. I believe it's in the minority far more now. It's almost as if people have been shamed into this. And I go by, based on the polls that I've seen, that more than 52%, you know, more than half now are believing that these changes are necessary. Where before, I don't know that you could get a majority. Nonetheless, these don't, at the heart of it, really change anything. And I was heartened to see that Bleacher Report put out a thing about the NFL playing the uh, what's considered the Black National Anthem before uh, NFL games. And Steph Curry left a comment saying, someone please explain to me how this changes anything. And I'm right there with him in terms of it's a gesture, but does it really change anything? I don't know that it does. It's the same as McCour Maker, uh, the prospect, NBA prospect, announcing that instead of going to UCLA or Kentucky or some major program, he's decided he's going to go to Howard University, a historically black university. And he put out there how he hopes that this will be groundbreaking and that other players will follow him and that he's making this big statement and good for Maker in doing it. But it's not profound. It's not groundbreaking. I made the comment on FS1 when we talked about this on Speak for Yourself that Maker is a scout ant. Much like the players going to the G League directly from high school now are scout ants. And for anybody who's paid any attention to ant behavior, the scout ants go out on their own. And then if they find a crumb or they find something, they come back and they let the hive know. And then there's a train of ants that go and follow that scout ant to the goods. And now you're bringing something back in multitudes. But if the scout ant doesn't find anything and he comes back and he says, yeah, I found a little something here and some other scout ant found something better, the, the hive's going to go where the biggest cachet is. And so what Maker is, is he's a scout ant. He, he may, he may inspire other players to go to historically black colleges and universities that did not previously. Maybe. But it's going to depend on what his success is there. First of all, he's probably going to be playing against more inferior talent 
That's the general perception from the people that I've talked to in the NBA. That's their concern, is that he's not going to be playing against the, game, against the same talent. And so he's going to be judged in a different way. His numbers and his success are going to have to be even greater. He's going to have to be even more dominant. And this is a raw player. Okay? So it's not a guarantee. He's also not a guarantee as an NBA star. So if he goes to Howard and it negatively impacts where he's drafted or if there are any reports that suggest that he was more highly thought of now than after a year or two at Howard, then that's going to make others think twice about taking the same road. Because as much as I believe that players of color want to help their communities. They also want to help themselves. And I don't blame them. I mean, you got one life. And I can certainly rationalize where if I do the most to empower myself in terms of my resources and my revenue and where I'm living and my influence, well, being in the NBA is certainly going to do that. And making a lot of money is certainly going to do that. Now, if Howard can't help me do that better than, say, the G League, where you'd be getting guaranteed money right off the bat, then there's a question as to whether that's really going to work. And I get it. You're going to do a lot for Howard. But that's where I get, and personally, I get a little uneasy. Because now, while it sounds good that I'm supporting a college or a university, especially a historically black college or university, I'm not putting the power in the hands of people other than myself. I don't know how they're going to use that. Do I know that they're going to use it in the way that I think it should be used? Do I know, do I know that they're going to use it for the benefit of my community, uh, community in the way that I see that I see fit? Or are they going to use it for themselves or for the university in a long-term way that doesn't, I mean, it sounds funny or, or odd thinking that it could be misused. But again, I guess I've been around too long where I've seen people distort things and corrupt good ideas and good intentions. And it's a little more self-serving. That would give me pause as well. But the reality is, for this to be the uh, the the groundbreaking groundbreaking event that Maker hopes it will be, he has to be a success. He has to be a greater success, or at least an equal success, to what he would have been if he had gone to Kentucky, or UCLA, or the G League, to be quite frank. So. This is also where I feel as if our ability to think critically has been lost. And I don't know where or why. I'm not smart enough to, I haven't delved into that as to why it is. But it's been lost. There's no question about that. And if I can just, this is going to sound political, it's not meant to be. But I, I see the debate over hydroxychloroquine. And where initially the president suggested this was going to be a, uh, a, a cure uh, and that we should be using it right away. And 
the medical experts were like, hold on a second. This needs to be tested. We don't know that. There are reasons to be much more careful than that. And, and we need to do testing first. And there are side effects that are dangerous. And we may be taking the supply away from people. I think it's from malaria and lupus that it truly does work for. We may be infringing on, on, their, on its availability for them. So we need to test. We need to know more. And now there's been a, some sort of uh, test that's been put out there that suggests that hydroxychloroquine, yes, can reduce the death rate if applied, uh, and I look, in some ways, shape or form. And now there are people out there that are immediately saying, see, the medical experts were wrong, the president was right, and this is, the only reason that people did this is because it was political. And, and they're even saying this about medical experts hired and working for this administration, which is really crazy. Like, they're trying to undermine the president. They're trying to undermine the president. They're, they're putting people's lives in danger. They're killing people in order to undermine the president. It sounds crazy, right? A little bit of critical thinking, you'd look right through that and go, that's not a reasonable thought. I wouldn't do that. And maybe there are people out there that think that people in government or Dr. Fauci or whatever are, are, are not like they are. They're exactly like you are. They think like you are, except maybe in some cases they think a little bit more. So here's, here's the deal. Like, we can't jump to conclusions. That's what we're doing here on all of this. Dan Snyder is going to change the NFL team's name. Racism is over. We're going to change the Cleveland Indians' name. We've been enlightened. Not by a long shot. It doesn't change the way people think that instantly. They may be okay with that change, but in many cases, it's just to feel better about ourselves, right? It's been, we've been exposed, it's been put in our face how wrong this is. Okay, let's change that. But I don't want anything else to change. I don't want anything, I mean, literally, how much does it affect white people in this country? If you change the name of an NFL team or a major league baseball team, or even if you put Black Lives Matter on a court, or you allow NBA players to put uh, social justice statements on the back of their jerseys rather than their names, how much does that really change anybody's life who has privilege now? It doesn't. And yet we've been reluctant all this time to do those things. But the reality is it has to be a lot deeper than that. Something I learned writing the Bryant Graham memoir brought this to my attention or reminded me of this fact. And uh, it's that Brian grew up in a small town about 40 miles east of Cincinnati, a little town on the Ohio River called Georgetown. And for those who may not know, the Underground Railroad, the path to leading slaves, uh, black slaves, um, out of the South and to freedom 
uh, by Harriet Tubman, the Underground Railroad ended at the Ohio River. If they were able to get across and up to and across the Ohio River, they were supposedly free. But there were men known as slave hunters who made a pretty good business out of going over to Ohio and hunting black people and dragging them back across the river and taking them back to their owners in the South. And there was a man, uh, Rankin was the last name, had a house up on the hill and it could be seen throughout the area. And he was, he was a, a white man, local constabulary. He would, if the slave hunters were out, he would put, I think it was two, uh, two lanterns in the window, a little Paul Revere here thing going on, thing going on here. Uh, two, if, if they were out and one, if they were not, or if I'm not mistaken, it may have been like one, if they were out and none, but would signal that there were slave hunters about and for the black people in the local area to be careful. But here's the, the, the point being that just because you had crossed the Ohio did not mean you were safe, did not mean you were surrounded by people who appreciated you and viewed you as an equal. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Today, even, Brian talks about having relatives in Kentucky and him being in Ohio. And the only difference was that... Like Klansmen in Kentucky didn't have any concern about anybody in the community noting that they were part of the Klan. In Ohio, they had to be a little circumspect, but not in Kentucky. That still exists today. So this idea that someone's beliefs in equality and racial equality would be determined by which side of the river they live on is <laughs> it's not reality. And that goes for people changing names or wearing shirts or any sort of symbolism or where they go to school. It has to be deeper than that. And I, the, the critical thinking skills and how it's lost. I mean, we in the media have lost it too. It's, it's extraordinary. And I'm, this is not a, uh, a political thing. Anthony Davis recently was talking about how he believes that the Lakers are, uh, have a better chance than ever of winning a championship. And I, look, I, I wasn't there. I didn't listen to it. I just saw the reports, the headlines in particular but how that he's healthier, he's finally healthy, and he'd been playing with injuries. And it was reported as if, as if what AD was saying made sense. It makes no sense. They've lost Avery Bradley. 
They've lost uh, who's decided not to go. Lionel Holland, an assistant coach, is uh, has pre-existing conditions, so they've decided that it's not smart for him to go. They may be without Dwight Howard, and at the very least, Dwight Howard is unlikely to be with them as they resume pre- preparation for playing. And make no mistake, for a guy who's only playing 19 minutes a game and signed a make-good contract at the beginning of the year, Dwight Howard is a huge piece of what the Lakers have been this season and what they would be in this uh, resumption. Number one, you lose Bradley and Dwight Howard. It takes two pieces out of your primary rotation. Avery Bradley was starting over Rajon Rondo. Dwight Howard was the most efficient player that they have. 73% shooting, top rebounder, second or third in blocked shots, but number one rebounder as far as minutes played. And more important is far and away their best screen setter. And LeBron loves to play pick and roll more than anything else. JaVale McGee does not set the same kind of screens, even pin downs for other players. Uh, JaVale is just not the same physical presence. Running into Dwight Howard hurts. He's big. He's hard to get around. And he's a threat to roll to the rim. Markeith Morris, pretty physical, pretty rugged, not a threat. He's more of a pick-and-pop guy. Does not have the same effect as LeBron playing pick-and-roll with Dwight. Never mind that whoever's guarding Dwight, if there's a switch, now LeBron has a huge advantage. If Dwight doesn't play, that's a huge loss. Oh, and by the way, AD might feel healthier. You know who else is healthier? Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Eric Gordon, who was dealing knee issues with the Houston Rockets, Zion Williamson, who, if Instagram posts are any indication, is much healthier and fitter than we last saw him. So, again, AD can say that, but that there would not be any pushback or questions from the media in reporting it is, to me, a dereliction in duty. You're not being fair to AD, and you're certainly not being fair to yourself or quite honestly, to your readers. Like, what are we doing? It's okay to push back. It's okay that you might hurt AD's feelings. How's he going to learn that he... And that's not like being hypercritical. I see I see unfair criticism of guys. Uh, questioning whether they're really hurt or not. That's that's legitimate in, in questioning what the media is doing. There's certain things that... Or, you know, questioning a coach's acumen or play calling, not knowing the full width and breadth of what's going on with the, within the team or his his rotation. Like, that's the kind of stuff where the media often is critical and really doesn't necessarily know everything that's going on. It's unfair criticism. This would not be unfair criticism. This is asking a legitimate question based on facts that are readily available. And yet, I didn't see any of that. The real test of how far we've come will not be changing the name with the NFL team in Washington or the baseball team in Cleveland. By the way, I like the Cleveland Spiders. That's been one of the suggestions. I really like that. The Washington Warriors doesn't really do it for me. 
the vets. Uh, there was a couple other ones that I that that I don't know appeal to me more. Warriors still feels a lot. I know it's not. I know we got the Golden State Warriors, but it'd be real. And again, this will be this will be the real indication whether people are still dressing up as Native Americans and calling themselves the Warriors and going to Washington games. That that will be an indication of just how much the name change has really influenced anything. But here's where we're going to find out how far we've come. And that's you know one of the other stories in the sports world, one of the big big stories, which is Cam Newton is going to be the new quarterback of the New England Patriots. Now, I don't know that the Patriots have any more weapons than they had with Tom Brady. So I don't know how good Cam Newton is going to be in New England if he's healthy. I am pretty certain I know how he's going to carry himself. And that's with a lot more open swag than Tom Brady. I know that his hairstyles are probably going to be a little wilder than Tom Brady's. I know that his dress, his fashion, is going to be a little more provocative than Tom Brady's. I can tell you, I have a lot of friends uh, uh, in the New England area, friends in Boston, and I can tell you that uh, Boston, along with Cincinnati, are two of the more racist places that I've that I've been. It's understated. It's not everybody. It's not prevalent, but it's there, and. I am really interested to find out how Cam Newton, if he is Cam Newton in full, how he is treated in New England. Regardless of how he plays, is he going to be embraced? Especially, especially if he plays really well. Is he going to be embraced? Is he going to be celebrated? Because look, Randy Moss played there and there have been a variety of black players who've played for the Patriots. But I've never known them to be celebrated the way Gronk or Brady or even Julian Edelman, Wes Welker. Now, some of this obviously has to do with the fact that offensive players naturally get more shine. And so a lot of the black, great black Patriot players are on the defensive side of the ball. And it's not to say that Vince Wilfork and Jason McCourty weren't appreciated or heralded, but it just it has a different feel to it. And again, I'm just looking at this from the outside. Nobody talked about Andre Tippett or Mike Haynes or even Richard Seymour. I hear more about Nick Bunaconti. Again, from the outside looking in. I want to see how Cam Newton is treated. And you could say, well, that doesn't have anything to do with with race. That doesn't have anything to do with color. It's a matter of Tom Brady did great things for our franchise for years and years and years. And now Cam Newton comes in. How's he going to be? Okay, that's fair. If you are judging him strictly by how he is as a quarterback and not judging him because he may be outspoken or because of how he dresses, 
Because this is where it gets subtle. Because Baker Mayfield is outspoken. And Gronk did some really outrageous things. And both of those guys, for the most part, I've seen by the general public, are beloved for doing those. Right? Oh, it's good old Baker and good old Gronk. And I haven't seen the same embrace of Cam for what he does. And look, I've had my issues with the way he's uh, treated, uh, talked to women uh, in a demeaning fashion in a press conference. You know, there's some things about Cam where he's just, he's a little condescending. And so, but I've had the same issue with Baker in that, dude, you're not, you're not performing well enough right now to behave, to behave the way you are. And Gronk guzzling beers and acting like the frat bro, miss me on that. I'm neither entertained nor amused. It's silly at best, unprofessional at worst. So how do we make real change? Something that actually backs up what we're all suggesting, which is that there needs to be more balance in our society when it comes to opportunity. Now, believe it or not, for all that I've said, I affirmative action makes me uh, itchy because I, I find something inherently wrong with quotas or simply trying to make it, again, symbolically appear. We got a certain number of black faces, female faces, transgender faces, whatever it might be. And that's going to show that we are treating people equally. I, I, I believe in free enterprise. I believe in what this country was based on. And yet, I also recognize that there is great influence in who controls everything in determining who gets the best opportunities. So I would like to find a compromise. I'd like for there to be opportunity presented for people to prove themselves regardless of what color they are. And for me, that means giving them the job opportunities. That means apprenticeships, the experience. I believe in this wholeheartedly. If somebody shows that they can get the job done better than somebody else, they are going to get the nod. But they need that opportunity and they need the opportunity to develop the skills in order to show that they can do the job better. And then it's on them to put in the work. And there's still going to be disadvantages, but at least the door is open for somebody who really wants to get it done. And so for me, that would be the most profound statement by the NFL, Major League Baseball, uh, the NBA, is that you are creating apprenticeships, not just on the basketball side, but more important, on the business side of these businesses. Because he who holds the purse strings has the greatest influence. You don't believe me? Look at how capologists are treated with teams now. A great capologist is fundamentally he he has free reign to go into the owner's office he's in every meeting every important meeting uh, business side in, in in charge of business operations 
as important, if not more so, than basketball operations, believe it or not, because it's still a business. So if we are going to create opportunity, it can't just be on the basketball side. We're not even doing that well, but more important, create opportunity on the business side. Because I will tell you, I've talked to black GMs in the league and they've made note on the business side of the teams that they've worked for prior to being GMs, just working in the league. They've been in the meetings with business ops. There's nobody of color. Never mind in charge. There's nobody on that side of the equation or relatively few. That is what has to change. That's the inherent change that needs to be made. And until I see that, I'm going to say, okay, fine. We're changing names. We're making statements. We're holding rallies. We're saying what it is that we think needs to change. We have an old saying that when it comes to writing, the most powerful writing, show, don't tell. It means write about what is happening. Don't say what is happening. That is powerful. And that is change. And that's the mantra that we really need if we really believe in everything that's going on right now. All right. That does it for this episode of Buker Friendless, part of the United WeCast Network. I'm Rick Buker. Thanks for listening. Glad to be back with you. I hope all of you are out there and staying safe. I wholly support the whole idea of wearing a mask. Again, not political. If you saw my Mizzen and Maine, I got Mizzen and Maine masks. Thank you for sending those. Uh, it's a fashion statement, it's not a political statement. But we're going to have to all be in this together if we're going to get this done. And it's not going to be easy. I mean, it's going to take all of us making a sacrifice. I will say this. I've worked out a couple times with a mask now. And it's not fun. Would prefer not to. But you know what? I didn't, uh, I didn't faint or pass out because of uh, sucking in my own carbon monoxide. So uh, it can be done. And if you're just walking around, you certainly, it can be done. All right, enough out of me. In the next podcast, uh, we, you know, we're getting closer to the NBA coming out. And uh, I still want to talk to uh, one of my co-hosts, Will Blackman, about Cam going to New England. Uh, he played for the Washington NFL franchise, get his take on uh, the name change and anything else that's going on out there in the sports world. In the meantime, as always, thanks for listening. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. 
And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.